There's no way as a coach you can say that I have an experienced rationale above my players on something like the wall. Let's see, does this work together? And then if you get a good vibe off it, let's bring it in. If you don't, all right, coach. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Half past seven, OTBAM, Friday morning. Good morning to you, wherever it is you are at. We have an absolutely stacked show with a stacked lineup for you this morning. Johnny Ward, good morning to you. Very good morning, Adrian. Second morning running. Yep. Um, slight apologies. I, I was at Kilbegan last night, so I missed uh, your local track. I missed the absolute mess. We have oh, Harry, we get into that. Harry Maguire back on the back page again, and Man United 2-0 up, lose 5-2 over the two legs. So I missed the mess, but I'm looking forward to hearing you guys discuss what went wrong. And has it all gone wrong already for Ten Hag? We'll get into that. Don't worry about it. Um, mm. I better introduce him because I, I, get, um, I get a weekly review, Johnny, into my WhatsApp inbox every Saturday afternoon. WhatsApp it inbox? Could be, it could be several, several voice notes from Canada with a review of the show. And what's, what's gone wrong? What's gone right? It very, can be a very critical mm. um, review from this particular source in Canada. Uh, but sometimes it says, why is Cullum jumping in before he gets introduced? So welcome on, welcome on into the fold. Cullum Exa- exaggerated Good morning, delay you. there. Great to see you. Morning, Johnny. Pleasure to be in morning. your company. Morning, Johnny. Great to have you. Great to have you in two days in a row. I was in Canada a few months ago. What a, what a spot. Like yeah. Toronto, unbelievable city. My well, buddy's just moved back there. Uh, uh, for work, yeah, and I suppose at this age when you move somewhere like that's the the nineteen eighties kind of uh, you're gone forever. Like what one, part? One phone call a month. What, what part? Toronto. He's, he's in Toronto. 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 I've never been to Canada. Uh, Toronto is it's just very expensive. Like it's yeah, it's, I've heard that. It's the same. I, um, it's it has the echoes of Dublin, but like a really friendly, beautiful city. Yeah, the review I got at Toronto was it's just so perfect and well run that it's almost boring. I didn't find there's, it boring. There's no edge to it. Mm. And you can go in this uh, public park and you could have like 15 different groups all doing different things. And the idea was if that was an Ireland, like it would all just be messed up. Like mm. you'd have gangs infiltrating other ones. Gangs. There'd be a bit of, there'd be a bit of, uh, <laughs> what, what part of aggression. What part of Dublin? Yeah. What gangs? Well, Are the gangs hanging around I mean, the park doing like yoga? Too, I don't think that's too much about? of a stretch. Like, like you have one gang over here doing yoga and then another gang over here doing Pilates and that they might sort of, war- there could be a ruckus. So in Canada, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out, like, you know. And, uh, but listen, listen, there's enough to talk about. Johnny's already prompted us. Um, what happened? There. No, before all of that, ah, Kilbegan. Stop now. No, Is that Kilbegan? Yeah. It, Jim Sheridan was there. Right. <laughs> I was like, what are you Movie doing? director. Um, so I ended up... Big racing man. He, he, he owned um, Vinnie Rowe, who would have been a really good stare for Dermot Wells, and um, really, really good horse. And uh, Jim is working on... Told me he's working on a, the next kind of sequel, I guess, to the Sophie Tuscan de Plantia stuff. And he did mention how well it had done uh, in terms of viewing figures. I, I don't know if you watched it. Oh, yeah. I watched all those Sophie Tuscan de Plantia stuff. Yeah. Um, the podcast. Amazing. The podcast, yeah. And he, he's working on, interestingly, when talking about Dublin gangs, he's working on, um, I think it's a movie about his mother's upbringing, sort of in Sheriff Street direction, and, okay. and the Catholic upbringing that. He had in the Catholic Ireland at that time, so it sounds very interesting. He kind of didn't have a lift home. Did you give so a spin, I, did you? I was like, first of all, I don't drive. like So okay. I was offering Jim Sheridan a lift home, even though I myself yeah. was getting a lift yeah. home, from a guy who works in sort of, for the 
the old turf club. It would all have been very bizarre. Um, unfortunately, it didn't materialise, but he was getting the train to Tullamore, then he was getting a lift to Kilbegan, and it was just all very surreal. It was a real, really like run-of-the-mill race meet yeah. at your local track, as I'll mention again. And there was Jim Sheridan talking about the future and the past and what has passed, passing in to come and all that. Lovely man. There's just um, a quality to Johnny Ward meets that I think at some point or another we just need to make I, happen. I did actually mention this with our old buddy Kieran Bradley who's doing so well with his podcasts uh, of late. I did mention this in a WhatsApp group yesterday. Mm. An idea for a podcast right? Because I love, I do podcasts but they're basically like weekly stuff on what happened this week. But podcasts that you can download on road trips are, I love them. I yeah. really do love them. Like, like you know Gubu and West Cork and all that mm. stuff. Meeting the murder. Oh yeah. So I was thinking I've become a bit fascinated by um, this is not a murder now I've become a bit fascinated by Jerry Hutch you sit with us over there I've become a bit fascinated by Lean into it by uh, Jerry Hutch Colin you'll love this by the end I've become a bit fascinated by Jerry Hutch how about doing a podcast where you see the other side why did you go down this route why are you on why are you in life in prison what was your upbringing like Um, have you any remorse go to the prison delve deep into the soul of of the murderer Mm-hmm. Um, and do an eight-part series sponsored by something, something. Got let off during the week, of course, is uh, the point that we were probably... He wasn't a murderer. To, ...to make this. No, but I'm, I'm actually... I'm just fascinated by him and his kind of reputation in the, in the inner city, how people seem to love him. Yeah. Um, um, I think Piers, Harry Maguire should have Piers, dealt with Piers the ball Morgan much has, better uh, from David De Gea's pass. Uh, beaten you to the punch on that um, line of... He's, he's, he's done a series of interviews with... Um, not in Ireland, though. Who are, no, Col- no, not in Ireland. Colm's just, Colm's just disgusted over here. He the more he's disgusted, the more I'm tempted to sort of we just keep the conversation. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a great show that way. Uh, yeah. Um, eating Harry Maguire. Very interesting. Um, what? What's what? What? Now that you're like, you're, well, like you're, the, the, my on. first thought because the the commentary team are saying like, oh, what's David De Gea doing passing that ball there? But I was thinking modern elite football, mm. top level, like. Harry Maguire called for the ball. He was in space when they had the ball at his feet. And as many people said online, if they had punted that up the field, which is his natural instinct to do, he would have been criticised for that. Oh, he, this guy can't play ball. So then he passes it into Maguire's feet. It's not the crispest of passes. I'll give him that. But it is good enough for a player of Maguire's calibre because Maguire isn't a bad player. Like when he plays for England, Maguire is decent. He gets the ball at his feet and then immediately closes down by three Sevilla players. Do one of two things. Like, let the ball beat you and turn your man and have enough instinct and awareness around you that you know that these players are too close to you. So just turn around. Or pass it straight back to De Gea. And well, then De Gea you lost me as to Maguire look for the ball from De Gea because then Sevilla are immediately, they go into the, the mode of like... He had space. If you watch it... If you wa- watch it, it doesn't matter. If you watch it back, right, and even on the TV last night they did an excellent piece of analysis on it just to point out we were having Colin were over and back on WhatsApp about it last night and I did uh, call that early on in relation to the goalkeeper but uh, like it, there's an obsession and I was listening to TalkSport in the way and as I ever, do every Friday morning there's an obsession with saying it was Maguire's fault or it was De Gea's fault there's loads of blame to go around mm. like they were both absolutely that's why we're here and, <laughs> and De Gea plays it into Maguire and as you say the, 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 you, and you said it last night that well he could just play it back to him that wasn't an option it wasn't it was, it was, not, it was, 100, it was, it was 100% I, I would urge you option. to watch back the clip I've, I've watched it several times I, you, in increasing in, he, incredulity it was not an option happened. to pass back because what they'd done was the, the uh, Sevilla attackers had on three uh, sides box Maguire in so the only option was to turn tail and go back up the pitch which is of course what he should have done but they, he, they sprang a trap 
because they, they were told like for, they were told Maguire is going to be vulnerable on the ball yeah. and probably De Gea. Yeah, and also uh, by the way, I will say like, I haven't even seen him. He's not, he's not that bad at all. But it's confidence. It's confidence. The one thing that he's one thing that he's supposed to be okay at is good on the ball. Yeah, but like there wasn't a huge amount of evidence of it in that. His thing, he does. He's not a quick turner. Right. So, but he should have had the wherewithal and ability to swivel on the ball. It's also like at that it, level. You're talking I, the top level I of the also game. Like you're not that, being harsh. Yet. I also think that, like, so De Gea had a part to play in each of the goals, mm. right? Like one all three, very all significant three. part yeah. in in one of them particularly. But um, which I, would imply that his confidence was kind of shot a bit after the first. Well, I think that almost from like ten, ten Hag's point of view, right? like it's nearly good for him that. That sort of stuff happened to De Gea last night. It happened to Maguire because you know we should be talking this morning about United's major shortcomings. Well, let we, and you'll talk about a couple of instances, but like, geez, looking at that game last night as a United fan, you must be hugely concerned. Um, like the progress that had been made previously. None of this is new stuff, right? I think holy. that when you talk about what where United's issues are, you talk about they need a new goalkeeper, they need a new centre back, they need a playmaker with some experience and a bit of an attitude in the centre of the pitch and they need an attacker yeah like, I was trying to, like, it's not new news uh, concerning is a good word definitely and you said to me I was like you know like this is an unbelievable result like 3-0 and Adrian said to me is this not a bit of a trend obviously the instant reaction for me was like what are you talking about but then I was thinking yeah quite possibly so the problem I think for Manchester United this season is that they peaked on the 26th of February mm. the Carabao Cup final mm. Very comfortable victory over Newcastle, but really good. They need a, that, that triangle of Casemiro in front and behind him, Varane and Martinez. And I was like, wow, this is the strongest Manchester United's core has been since probably the last great Alex Ferguson side in 2008-9. Really, really strong core of the team. And I was like, the, the future's bright. They actually won the next few games afterwards, but then the Liverpool in the year happened. And Anfield 7-0. Newcastle away a few weeks ago, Luke Shaw came out and his body language was the first real concern for me. Not the 7-0 at Anfield. Luke Shaw saying, oh, we just didn't uh, show up. The attitude was off. I don't know what happened. And uh, we need to be better. And that's exactly what was said numerous, numerous times in the last decade since Alex Ferguson left. He's just I, sorry. He's just showing me a still. Lara has very helpfully the, dropped a still into yeah, our teams group here. Yeah. And the pass back to De Gea was not enough. Okay, pass back was that. But the point is yeah, that, that. Yeah, I've seen it loads of times. Everybody was going, Colin, what are you talking I've about? Seen, I've, I've seen it I've I've sympathy from Maguire, Maguire collecting the ball in that situation, actually, because, you know, one mistake and you're in massive you, you, you're trouble. You're just flipping yeah. and you go back up the pitch, and right? It, it, That's what most footballers do. But at the same time, like when I say there's a bit of like, blame to go out, there's a bit of blame for De Gea because I would say he knows who he's passing it to. This guy's not a player that's full of confidence I would be thinking, like... Not the, no, no, the Hayes vision, Maguire is free. Like, we have this aerial view of everything that's happening. I know, so but it's not like... Yeah, but it's not, like he, he knows he's free. not passing the ball to Rio Ferdinand, I, right? I, I he knows he's in front of into this, like, I, I have to say, as a goalkeeper, you're aware of the players that are around you at any given mm. time. People choose to play passes at any given moment based on what they think at that time is the best option. You often see players refusing to pass this player over here because they've obviously made up their mind that that's not the best thing for the team. They're no, going no, no. And so I, Ma- and I, I, Maguire, Maguire's that. free, so in De Gea's head, Maguire's the, free, and then the right back is also free. So Juan Basaka is the next option. So in De Gea's head, he's playing a triangle to get out. That, that, eight, that, eight that still there the game, doesn't, right? doesn't quite feature the other... Um, no, he's coming in from the right-hand side. The thing about Maguire is it's, 
it's like in life if you have any confidence issues in terms of something that's happening the slightest slightest delay in your thought process mm. there he's in massive trouble because the press is so at the top level now the press is so high and so aggressive that like you just can't make a mistake and Maguire's just still prone to that because yeah, I, I think he, you know and I would have some I, I don't think he should really be and again I'm looking at it still I don't think he should really be passing the ball in that area it's 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 you in some ways it's still slightly deceptive in that the the shape of three doesn't become fully clear to until, me. until he gets the ball, yeah. Mm. Un- until do, you think, do you think that the Hale shouldn't have passed that ball to anyone? Well, you see, you, you, you have three players high up the pitch initially, so that means that there are only that there are eight players to the rest of the pitch. So Man United probably have an edge elsewhere up the pitch. Yeah, but your split second point. Well, and, they, and, but this, and, is, and this is, so is the so thing about takes, pa- passing, the, yeah, and pa- passing the ball out from the back. There's such a risk versus reward. Ireland did it for a good few games under Stephen Kenny and basically stopped doing it then from Bazunu because it's like it's not worth your while if you lose the ball in the situation. If you break the press, then you might be in a good situation. But you have to have unbelievable players to score from effectively your own goal line. The, the you know Maguire, what I mean? And the, if you lose the ball, you're screwed. The Maguire confidence issue, I think, is, is definitely prevalent. Like, mm. it, it's so easy to cast this guy aside as being a complete donkey, like, in a waste of space, and he's one of the worst players that's ever represented Manchester United. He's had an awful time of it since he signed. It's not even four years since he joined the I club. I feel terrible. And, and, and there's, the, there, me, there's a best bits collated of his mistakes, and I agree with you. I, I feel really sorry for him because Maguire earned that big money move to Manchester United. It wasn't like he was a no-hoper who won the lottery. No, no. Like, he was really, really good for Hull and Leicester. Like, it's easy to forget. Know, and for I England. When they, when they got for to Hull the, they got to the, Hold on. They got to the Euros final, England. And he was very the good England in defence, right? Very this penalty in the shootout. The One of the best stuff, penalties I've ever seen. The England stuff I find a bit of a misnomer, I have to say. Because he raises his game. Like, of all the countries to be talking about this, we've had players over the years who were average enough at club level and always raised their game to an unbelievable level when they came play, play for Ireland and that's the case with Maguire but the, the insinuation is he could go on to, he needs to get out of Man United that, that's, I think I, that's, I, that's my point getting everybody has agreed on that John, but, the, I think but there's Johnny's this insinuation the biggest one. there's this he's insinuation that confidence. if he goes to another club that he's suddenly going to be the player that he plays for England and I'm not 100% no, not sure that, that that's going to be just needs, he needs to reset like and I, literally any other club will help him do that do, do, and he may never be the same player as he was sad thing as well is like we might see the incident of the jockey who lost the race last night and in terms of the social media reaction yeah. like if Harry Maguire had a really bad injury in his next game and retired he's tainted for the rest of his life yeah. now by uh, not only the yeah. abuse he got but like he can't even go into a restaurant without thinking somebody's going to look at me that's your it's man it's terrible it is it's really yeah. sad and as much as he's making a lot of money that's actually a hard cross to bear for and, him. and it also Johnny his body language doesn't help him because mm. he has a yeah. there's a sympathetic vibe mm. to him and like he, he hunches his shoulders he doesn't carry himself as tall as he actually is and there he kind of wears the mistake on his face yeah. but a fine defender on his day and we were talking about this last week Adrian like Dave McIntyre pointed out in commentary that the last 10 starts that Maguire had for United they won the game mm. they had 5 clean sheets in a row in his last mm. 5 so again he's not even had a dreadful season it's not mm. a, nowhere near as bad as it was last season but I feel bad for him but the overall point sorry, the, the Luke Shaw interview after Newcastle concerned me because he was like oh this is kind of the culture of the club and Christian Eriksen spoke with BT Sport last night now Eriksen wasn't fit to play and United really missed Bruno Fernandes in midfield last night as well as Fernando Martinez at the back Fernandes was a big loss I don't know what the omission story with Fred is that I don't know why Fred suddenly isn't playing that much I know maybe he's not fit enough but that was a strange decision because with Fernandez Somebody out with a bit of physicality yeah you still like, don't play yeah, Fred because yeah. Sabitzer is a bitty player like he's he's decent but I don't know if he's the answer and if United didn't sign him permanently well, in twice. the summer 
that, yeah, but he's, he's a goal-scoring midfielder, but they're playing him in the Fred role. Mm. And even then, when he's a goal-scoring midfielder, he doesn't massively contribute to the overall play. So if United didn't sign him permanently in the summer, that wouldn't be uh, a bad thing. So Ericsson talked to BT Sport last night. was kind of like, um, oh, we just didn't play well tonight. And it was kind of very political, the answer. And the, the question to him was like, was the attitude off? Did you not try? And he was like, oh, no, I wouldn't say that. But there was no emotion. You know, it was like, mm. oh, no, of course, we tried very hard, but we, we just weren't very good today. And it reminded me of the dying days of the Arsene Wenger era at Arsenal when they had poor result after poor result. And I remember Theo Walcott coming out on Monday night game Setters Park, poor defeat away to Crystal Palace. They lost three 0 and he was just like, "Oh look, we'll go again. We'll go. We'll go to the next game, and uh, and we'll try. You know, hopefully we'll uh, be able to convert our chances. And uh, there's no problem. You know, we'll get better." And I've heard United players say that so often in the last decade. And I'd say Eric Ten Hag is realising that there's a far larger cultural reboot required here than I initially thought. Do you thought. know their next because three league games, actually. the first three quarters of the season was actually very positive outside of the first two games. The next three league games, like they've Brighton, obviously... Um, that was uh, the game that, uh, yeah, Dan, our erstwhile friend, had booked to go to see Evan Ferguson, yeah, and of uh, course, but but maybe then because their, their next three league games are Spurs away, mm. Villa at home, and then Brighton away, followed by West Ham away. There's a there's actually a very realistic chance that they might wobble in that top four battle now. Not, that, not, that would not, be that none would of be those games are are uh, easy games for United, and certainly on the basis of last night. You, well, you'd, argue, you'd argue that there's no real easy game for United at the moment because they've returns to inconsistency and you don't know what you're going to get with it but at the other t- look if, if you want to look at the overall season like United are a point better off already it's good this season in the Premier League uh, hold on they're a point better off already this season than they were in the whole of last season and that's 8 games to uh, look go at that, that and is they, have, they have a trophy 59 points from 30 is good when you have two, when you have teams like uh, Man City in the league it's actually good they've won the League Cup and are, they're, they're uh, on the cusp of getting to another final this weekend they're probably going to finish top four. If they finish top so four, it's it's good, good, from good where they've come from, it's good season. The problem, Johnny, they're, like, they've pocketed it with disastrous results. So there's mm. last night, Newcastle away Anfield. a couple of weeks ago, Anfield, the first two games of the season, Brighton and Brentford, and they're almost the standout moments of the season, mm. even though it's overall been a very positive campaign. Brian says, Colm, it was a pressing trap. De Gea has to have the awareness of that. I, don't, I really... You, you I, don't I like really that, don't think no, that's, I, that's questioning your football... Uh, no, 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 no. I would, uh, I'm surprised that uh, so many people are criticising De Gea for a very simple pass to a free man uh, Bohemian29 says whose tea is made with Cullum's tears this morning it's uh, Brayburn good morning to you Bohemian um, <laughs> Brian's wondering uh, if Shane's going into hiding are United still having a better season than Arsenal uh, Shane's gone off the Crucible he's gone off to the Crucible yeah yeah um, he, he's a very rounded man Shane like he's interested in a lot of different kind of peripheral sports isn't he um, um, peripheral sports, exactly. We have uh, that's the, that's the we have a message football from snooker. Vinnie Perth, who's listening to the show. Yeah, can I read it out? Of course you can. Sure, it's your show. Yes, Vinnie can. Can I read this out, Vinnie? Um, <laughs> Get in touch right now. Uh, Maguire, when he played for Leicester, played maybe ten yards deeper. So most things are in front of him. He would have had to play a certain style if he moved to get back to his best. Uh, love your defending of him. I'm actually only reading this as I go, like so. I didn't edit this before. And love your defending of him. He's an excellent player. Now you you actually would not disagree that he's a poor player or anything like that. You think he's an okay player, do you, Maguire? hundred percent. And you? you can't have had the career that he's had without being an okay player. Yeah. But there are a series of factors at the minute that means he just needs to get out of there. I'm sure. Like, uh, do, do you know what I believe is the reality? And who am I to question what Vinnie Perth has to say? But uh, we don't actually know how good Harry Maguire 2023 is. Mm. 
or how good or how bad. Yeah, it is. that's true. Yeah, but there's such a big narrative around them, isn't there? And a big cloud that you, also you lost almost by can't three judge goals, them objectively. Like, they lost by three goals. Holy, two and goals actually, that, sorry, that's the thing. As like, as I was complaining about this yesterday that we kind of have this obsession of honing in on one point in the game, like the handball, and this is like one point in the game where De Gea passes the ball to Maguire and was it the right thing to do? But the agents already said like the more concerning aspect is the overall display from Manchester United, who were insipid. Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold has made unbelievable mistakes all season, like uh, in possession, out of possession. Uh, and peppered with some amazing play as well and um, it doesn't get focused on as much every Maguire mistake just seems to be pounced on he's, he's an easy thing to target as well I do feel sorry for him in that regard um, uh, f- uh, f- uh, Fountains Town Forlan says lads get Johnny on the quiz today even he's better than Adrian um, which is, a, which is an awful insult to uh, you Johnny it, it, because, well uh, it's an awful insult to you and I'm not even sure no, no, I am actually not, better than you and I don't know how bad you are but I'm broke. probably worse yeah. I have another, another comment here from uh, Stephen Gormley fan of the show uh, Maguire's body shape for receiving the ball was totally wrong yeah William yeah. Doyle says De Gea often gives that pass to Martinez like this and there isn't a problem uh, and Brian says how could, he back pa- how could he pass it back to De Gea the back pass was blocked which I think in hindsight now you have to accept was the case no I think I have no problem with De Gea's choice to pass it out to Maguire but there, there was no, there was only, out of the four possible options, only one was open. He was open for, when De when when had the ball, Maguire was totally open. Slipped the ball into the, to Maguire. I would uh, absolutely acknowledge that De Gea's pass could have been crisper, but Maguire should have dealt with that pass. You're talking, that you're, sorry to repeat it, but it's the very highest level of the game. Like. Could have blamed for everybody to go around Cullum. Totally, that'd be, that'd be but uh, I don't understand why or how everyone jumped on De Gea. Yeah. There we go. I don't, I, I, yeah, okay. Um, there are an awful lot of comments coming in about this, and uh, people are exercised by it, mm-hmm. um, and we might have to come back to it. How they respond the now in the league will be compelling, because they, they're in a great position for the top four, they, but they could blow it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They I really mean, on the evidence last it. night, who knows what happens. You're watching, uh, it's gone 10 to 8, you're watching Ultimate AM with Gillette Labs, get the ultimate shaver, your money back, Neon Night edition is available now here's what's coming up on the show for you this morning uh, it's Johnny and myself right through until 10 o'clock we'll have Ronan Agara in just a couple of moments time from La Rochelle uh, some reflections on last weekend and looking ahead as well to the uh, latter stages of the Heineken Cup and plenty more if you have more uh, questions comments for Raj do get them into us Neda Manua uh, will be with us after 8 o'clock and we'll be having plenty more Manchester United where plenty more blame to go around Nedham. I think it'll be one of the things, uh, main things we'll be talking to him about and obviously uh, what an exciting run of games ahead for Man City as well which we will touch on. Uh, GA rider uh, Morris Brosnan will be with us at half past eight. Another interesting weekend of Gaelic football. Anna Capeless at 10 to 9 on uh, Ireland v England this weekend. We'll have a Friday fire pit for you at 10 past nine. So if you've any. T- what are we discussing on the fire pit? We'd like to give people a bit of a nod on this. Yeah, well, we didn't uh, get into the Arsenal video that went viral there during the week with the young fan and the players. Oh, we yeah. Talk about that and then kind of the overall online abuse that seems so prevalent and increasingly so in sport and in society, I suppose, as a whole. Uh, yesterday, uh, myself, Johnny and Shane uh, posited the position that is the League of Ireland cool? And then that can lend itself into thinking, um, who for you? Cool sports people. Who do you admire? Um, who do you like the, the cut of the jib of? Or, and the opposite. Who do you not admire? Mm, so a few things there. And, uh, and the rest then is to your own uh, creativity, uh, improvisational skills, and just enjoy it. Now, uh, Johnny, uh, Jack Byrne, is he going to go? Yeah, it looks like Rovers have decided that, um, short of getting a fortune for him, that they would, could do with Jack for um, their bid to get back to the probably the Conference League group stages realistically. And 
initially the offer from Charlotte, they increased it a lot. I think there was, I don't know, a ballpark figure of, I'm bandied about, of about half a million. Um, the way Jack is playing for Shamrock Rovers this season, his stats are off the charts. And sometimes, it's, as much as it's he's a playmaker, sometimes it's not even that obvious how off the charts his stats are relative to everyone else in the league. Um, now, Rovers have so many ball players. I think Vinny said yesterday they'd still win the league by 10 points. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But in Europe, and also Jack's quality at set pieces is so good. Like, he's so, he's world-class delivery at set pieces, 100%. I think Shamrock Rovers, Adrian, you were sort of saying that think you did pop of them that he can they can qualify and he can sit in the bench and I actually met a Shamrock Rovers fan Kilbegan who said that the last time he met Dan was in Malda and I was like well that was the night you basically threw in the towel and Shamrock Rovers sort of did they put out a second string team but the thing for Rovers is to get to the group because that's where the money is mm-hmm. and take it from there I think this year that's where the money is and then they don't go after the results I think this year in, in fairness to Rovers I kind of see what they were doing at the time because realistically they wanted to win the league to get back to that level this this season and take it from there and be better I think if they get to group stages which is still a big if but Jack Byrne is massive for them and I'd be very disappointed if he the League of Ireland is cool partly because we see people like Jack Byrne for him it must have been very 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 tempting Jack would love living in America I'd say living, playing at that level um, but Rovers seem to have held out and that's pretty cool OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now